I saw that, for instance, if you wear glasses, that it will actually read your glasses, determine your prescription. You can chuck those glasses and just put the device itself on. Every other VR thing out there, you're having to wear your glasses between your face and the headset. It's just not nearly as comfortable. So they've, they've really thought about how to replace or streamline as much of the experience as possible. All right, well, good day, Josh, and good day to all of you out there. This is Commerce Today. My name is Darren Newbold, and I'm excited to be here with my co-host, as always, Josh Warren, and we're excited about today. And the reason we're excited about today is we have no show notes whatsoever. We're winging this right from the seat of our pants, as they say. Live which, from WWDC. Live from WWDC. It just happens to look a little bit like our office, but pay no attention to that. Exactly. Pay no attention to the uh, the man behind the screen or anything like that. But with all that being said, we wanted to kick this off to have some fun and really do a little bit of a retrospective from WWDC, specifically around the Vision Pro product that Apple announced that most everybody on the planet is pretty excited about, I think. Maybe not. I know I am very excited about it. Josh, I know he's going crazy and it's probably he's already put in an order for two or three already. And there you have it. Josh, what do you think? Yeah. So we, well, first we were originally going to talk about WWDC in general, but as we went through all the announcements, um, we, we of course want to bring it back to e-commerce and what e-commerce managers need to know today. Um, and not a lot happening in iOS or iPadOS or macOS that I think is going to have a big impact on e-commerce. It's the Vision Pro. I think that is going to, I think it could be a little ways off, but I think it's going to have a big impact on e-commerce. Well, I think it is too. I think uh, we talked about, we tried to find some stuff within WD, WWDC, other things. Maybe there's some things through texting. Maybe there's some things here and there. But yes, at the end of the day, the Vision Pro is it. And I guess I would ask you, Josh, first impressions right out of the gate as you finished up watching the the announcement and everything, what did you see that from an e-commerce standpoint could potentially stand out to you. Yeah, I think the the first thing that I was really looking at is is there going to be market acceptance, market penetration of this device? Because if no one uses it, it doesn't matter if it's good for e-commerce or not. And I know there's a lot of mixed feelings out there. A lot of people saying, "Hey, it's too expensive. Nobody's going to buy it." I see this as Apple often does. This is the pro version. This is the first generation. There will be a less expensive consumer grade device in our future. Um, well, but did you notice? I thought about that, and it's funny to talk about the price, but I noticed very specifically when they were the one person was describing what went into this and and basically used the example, if you were to go and buy this level of equipment for your living room, the stereo equipment, the audio, the visual equipment, the TV, all of the other pieces of it, it would be in the probably five-figure, tens of thousands of dollars in equipment. And so they did that in advance of announcing the price. I thought that was a very, well, marketing level move. It was very smart of them, yeah. And it does. I mean, it does so much more than the other devices out there um, and things that your home home stereo, home uh, projector, stuff like that can't do. Um, I saw that, for instance, if you wear glasses, that it will actually read your glasses, determine your prescription. You can chuck those glasses and just put the device itself on. 
every other VR thing out there, you're having to wear your glasses between your face and the headset, and it's just not nearly as comfortable. So they've they've really thought about how to replace or streamline as much of the experience as possible. It's all about it's all about that experience. So, all right, let's talk about a uh, you know this is a future device. It's not for a while, 2024. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what would an e-commerce as they're starting to think in advance, depending on the types of products that you're selling, there's a fit and there's a way. I mean, imagine being able to clothing shop with a friend yeah. and be able to do it virtually. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, if you're if you're uh, an e-commerce brand that has had success with any sort of augmented reality AR, um, then you definitely need to be on the Vision Pro early. And I'm thinking about things like IKEA, how... They um, already have a, an app where you can place furniture in your home looking at it on your iPhone. Well, imagine the next step of that, what Apple's developed here is you'll be able to put this headset on, and if you're looking at a new sofa for your living room, you can walk around that sofa. You can see exactly how it fits in the room. You're not looking at a two-dimensional screen. You're seeing it in your living room. Wow. Yeah, that would be amazing. And then being able to switch colors to see how it goes with other things in that room. The options are almost unlimited, but I one of the things they talked about was the, the three dimensional aspect and being able to send three dimensional objects through through it. How do you see that potentially working? I know we did an episode about kind of the higher resolution mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. pictures as well as even three D. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Even with like the sofa example, I'm just thinking about how if you don't already have that three dimensional modeling of your products, then you need to figure out what format Apple is using and you need to adopt it quickly and start working on that. So here's another thing for those that wear makeup that would normally, you're going to go to the store cause you want to try it, see it and really see, okay, just because the bottle looks this color, what color does it actually look like when it's on my face or whatever? Imagine being able to do that same test now because it has such a rendering of your face. That's part of that initial uh, setup. That's a product line that until you, you you could be a lot more aggressive in maybe even selling that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm even thinking they're they're focusing so much. If you haven't seen the device yet, it's actually clear, so you can see through it. People can see your eyes, all that. So, if you're a makeup brand, you actually probably could develop an experience here to where a person goes and looks in their mirror, and what they see when looking in their mirror is their current face, but with your makeup product on their face. Or even maybe even a projection of that. Maybe yeah, not even being yeah. able to have to see the mirror. That would be yeah. pretty. Maybe we may be we may be even getting more advanced than what Vision is. But but I could see it because they built in the tiny light receptors all around the the eyepiece that's reading where your eye is looking. Mm-hmm. So being able to read where where that's at all through or being able to navigate through a store and through an experience and imagine now your store. Instead of being this two-dimensional website, now people could almost walk through that store or be transported through that through that store experience. Yeah, and we'll have to see if I remember with Google Glass when it first came out, um, there were some not very nice names. I'll repeat here um, or won't repeat here for people that were wearing it in public, but. Apple's vision for this, they see people wearing these things in public. So you also have to start thinking, if I'm walking through your store and I'm wearing this device, how can you integrate into it so that as I look at a product, maybe you can tell me, hey, we have seven of those in the back. We have these different sizes. We have these different colors. So there's 
this is, it's going to be slow. It's not happening this year, next year, but next five or 10 years, I see this having the, the same or honestly greater impact than the iPhone has had on shopping. So um, Ready Player One is uh, about to be upon us uh, in, a, in, a, in at least a, the, the beginning stages of how that looks. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, kind of going straight back to e-commerce, I think that we've talked some about the, the shopping experience, the buying experience. I think on the operational side, there's a lot of applications here. Um, just thinking about, you mentioned those, um, the eye tracking and those receptors that can see what you're looking at. You can literally just use hand gestures without having to hold anything, which is different from the other systems. All the other systems, you're having to hold these kind of clunky controllers in your hand. So you can throw this device on, and let's say you are creating and editing those 3D assets. So you are basically designing your products. Well, you can do that just using your eyes and your hands and no keyboard, no mouse, no controller. And so I think it could change product design, product development, um, and just a lot of a lot of things around production and fabrication. Now, do you remember one of the things that I uh, picked up on that they talked about with uh, Safari is that they don't track where you're at? And they specifically said that the eye tracking, mm-hmm. right, wasn't the eye tracking would not be on there. So someone that's following products other than you could follow that it was that that product was clicked, you can't follow that their eyes went in certain ways around on the side. Is that correct? That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's an interesting, interesting piece. It is protective. Um, I'm sure the marketing people out there are not happy and would love to have those heat maps of being able to see where people are looking. Don't worry. Google will come out with a version that's cheaper, has a bunch of stuff pre-installed on it, and then uploads all of that data to Google in the future. Uh, so it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, is there, what do you see, kind of bringing it back to today, mm-hmm. we've been talking about definitely way, way, way tomorrow, but today, all right, I'm a, I'm a brand, I'm a brand of a significant size and I have uh, a healthy product line. What, what's the early stages? What things do I need to either A, start thinking about or B, maybe even start potentially either taking some action or doing the plans to ultimately take some action around this? I think that if your products lend themselves towards augmented reality, you can already be using, um, there's a developer kit called AR kit that mm-hmm. Apple has that actually works on the iPhone. You don't have to wait for the Vision Pro. So looking at experiences you can develop and make available now on the iPhone, but then later on the Vision Pro is a good way to basically start embracing this and start moving towards it without kind of putting all your money into something you won't see a return on for a couple of years. Okay. Well, this product has been, is revolutionary. And I'm amazed. I was, I was genuinely blown away. I didn't know what to expect. And I, having, having at a time worked for Apple and been a part of it and seen what they've done, they asked some really hard questions and they came up with some answers to really bring spatial computing to us. Yeah. I don't know. I'm blown away. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I've read a, a lot of people that aren't blown away. Really? I've definitely um, seen a lot from naysayers, a lot of people saying, you know, oh, they're late to the game. Oh, it's too expensive, things like that. And honestly, my first thought was the Apple Watch because they weren't the first smartwatch out there. Um, and honestly, the very first version of the Apple Watch was okay, but everybody kind of knew this is the first version, like half the sensors on it weren't even enabled, that sort of thing. Um, but you look at it, and like I was thinking, okay, one of the very first smartwatches was a company called Pebble that 
kickstarted. And I had one. Yeah, I had one too. <laughs> and they kind of created the smartwatch category. Well, they got bought by Fitbit. They kind of went away. That Fitbit got bought by Google. Um, and really now, if I see somebody wearing any sort of smartwatch, it's an Apple watch. So Apple wasn't the first. They weren't the cheapest. But they seem to take their time to get to know, know the category and what consumers want before launching something. And that's what they're doing here again with the Vision Pro. And that reminded me of a fantastic story. If you're a Simon Sinek fan at all, um, in a seminar, he talked about he was doing work um, at Apple and he had just previously been with Microsoft and Microsoft had given him uh, the brand new, really awesome Zune. So you Guardian of the Galaxy fans out there, it was the, it's a, the Microsoft Zune. And Simon, maybe in one of his less mature moments, uh, was with the product manager of the iPod and kind of extolled the virtues of the Microsoft and how much better it was than the Apple iPod. And the interesting piece of it is, is the Apple representative in this said, that's great. I think that's awesome. There was no pushback, mm. no argument, just mm -hmm. that's great. And that's how they look at it. They don't have to be first. Yeah. They just have to create a new experience. Mm -hmm. And that's really what they did. And that's great as, as for you as the, uh, as the merchant and creating that buying experience and, and making it just a little bit different, a little bit better that reaches somebody that causes them to say, wow, I, I, I enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. I had pleasure in purchasing this product or going through this process. Yeah. Well, last thoughts on Vision Pro, Josh. Yeah, I think there's one other thing, thinking back to your question earlier about how um, brands could use this now, especially if they're a larger brand. If you have a um, kind of senior leadership or management team that is distributed and isn't working together in person very often, and you're a larger company to where the price tag doesn't scare you, I think buying one of these for each of those leaders and using it for some of your meetings, um, just looking at the virtual avatar features and the virtual whiteboard features, um, you start adding up what some of those services like Zoom rooms and things like that, they can replicate that. The monthly fees involved in that may actually be more cost effective to buy a Vision Pro for everyone. But I also think it provides a level of experience that like Microsoft Teams is trying to get there, but it's just not the same. It's not 3D. It's not immersive. And so I think that if you have the budget and the um, authority to do so, then it makes sense to, once these things do go on sale, consider getting it for your team to make your remote meetings uh, more productive. Yeah, it's all about we were just talking about a little bit earlier today, that uh, fun word that I love, propinquity. And basically, it's just that Closeness, when you're close to something, that's where the relationships and that's where things happen. And in this virtual world that we've created, it's all about how do we cause that virtualness to, to the barriers of that to go away. And we continue to get closer. Spatial computing is here and it's here to stay. All right. Well, unless you have anything else there, Josh, we're going to close it out. Hope you enjoyed this uh, kind of pre-look at Apple Vision Pro and how it can help you in the future, potentially as a merchant, and uh, help you with your, with your commerce. We're so excited about it. We're excited to have you on board, and we look forward to catching up with you next time. Until then, take care. Mm -hmm.